Welcome to 40K Radio. Hello and welcome to episode 91 of 40K Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Ox. With me, as always, is JF. Hello, Matt. I am serious this week. Oh, and Amy. <laughs> Hello. And today we're going to take a look at the Imperial Guard, ah, sorry, Astro Militarum Codex from Games Workshop uh, in the new Kadia Stands box set, as well as we'll just talk about some of the more recent previews we've seen. But as always, we'd like to start with what we've been doing hobby-wise, and we'll start with JF today. I made an amazing discovery, so I'll be I'll be probably be posting a video about it in the next week, week and a half on Warhammer Workshop. But I have found what is indisputably War a Games Workshop's best model kit. Ooh! And I need I need to do a video to really explain in detail what it is. But it is a massive kit. Mm-hmm. It's plastic, but it's worth it. Um, otherwise, I don't know if I can say much more. Like, I've been painting an orc goth. Yeah. So, he's also a rocker, but did, did we not talk about this? I feel like we talked about this. We did not. Okay. We did not, but we will. Stay uh-huh. tuned. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Amy? <laughs> um, well, according to my phone... Uh, there are 125 days till Adepticon, so that's it. Um, oh, yeah, oh, no. Oh, no. that's not great. Um, so that is mostly it. I'm panicking about that because that's where I'm at. Um, so it's a lot of orky stuff. I've been, I'm like, I don't want to say I'm on track because that's a lie, but like I could be, I could theoretically be on track. It's going to be good. I'm excited about these orcs. They're you know if fun. you're on track when we're, it's like seven days through Depticon, you can see how much you have left. Yeah. Then you'll be like, oh, yeah. man, back in December, I was not on, November, I was not on track. I was not. I was not on track. I do have to do my, I have to do my battle foam inventory before Black Friday hmm. so that I can get true. whatever pieces oh, I need. No. Oh, yeah. Black Friday. I'm Canadian. I don't, Next I don't week, follow maybe? your purely capitalistic holidays. I have my own purely capitalistic holidays to follow. <laughs> yeah. 25th. On the 25th? Oh, yeah, no, I won't. A little over a week. I won't, I won't know what I need to know by then. Oh, well. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, other than that, I, I too, I too painted a, a goth who was rocking. Um... And um, I'm putting together my underworlds, uh, my underworlds guys, my gnarlwood. I love these models; they're so pretty. Um, and at some point, I will start painting all of these. Um, I'm I'm gonna slap, slap, and possibly chop some paint onto them. So that'll be good. Uh, how about you, Matt? So I have been working on my war cry stuff. I had got my um. Rockbringers in the mail. Put those nice. together, and I'm getting ready to paint them. In uh, gonna paint up fairly quickly though, just get get some paint on them so I can get them on the table. Sure. In preparation for our War Cry League starting soon, I've also been assembling the, my leagues of Otan. Um, mm-hmm. I did end up getting twenty berserkers. Oh, so I we're... told you that that is the way to go. Yeah, I, I mean, I say this as someone who's not played twenty berserkers, so. <laughs> It's absolutely aesthetic in my point of view, but yes, oh, yes, you did well. <laughs> Expect many victories. 
Or at least the look of horror on, an opponent, on my opponent's face when I'll just run towards them. They are topless. And I am going to be going on Geek Nation Tours Miniature in the UK Tour next year. Yeah. So that should be a lot of fun. You big spender. Well, you know, sometimes you do things like sell property and then you have a little bit of extra money. (laughs) So um, I decided, you know, it sounded like a great trip. Um, Somebody I know, one of my friends from California is already going. So I figured, why not give it a shot? I haven't been on on the Geek Nature Show before and I've never been to Warhammer World before. So I figured it might be a good idea. But that just adds a bunch of stuff into my panty queue too, right? Yeah. Because I'm going to play stuff at Warhammer World. It should probably be painted. Yeah. It would be embarrassing if it wasn't. Sure. Don't what, if, what if, like, Louise or somebody came out and was like, this is ridiculous, and then slapped me in the face? She would. Yeah, she would. No. She's vicious. Um, so that is it for me. I also, also, actually, I should say, in about a month in Boston, there's a convention, uh, Everwinter, which is a new convention. Ooh. And there's going to be 40K and AOS and all kinds of games there. So if you're in the area. Oh, heck. Anybody listeners out there and you want to play in a, whatever they call them now, GTs or RTCs or RTTs, there's going to be one going on for AOS and 40K. Nice. And it's right uh, in Boston at the Hyatt Regency Hotel. Ooh, swanky. That's all I've been doing lately. Um, so, other previews we've seen. We saw this year's Christmas miniature, which was the Gothic Rocker. He's great. He's just great. So, um, a couple years ago, Louise put together, like, she built a squigamp, like, sculpted from scratch, a squigamp. And so I can't help but think that this is at least partially in honor of her, and that psychs me out. Yeah, and got the Gothic Rockers, for those who don't know, well, a long time ago, there was a, a three-miniature set of orc musicians. They were the, the Gothic Rockers. It was like a three-model three blister pack. And um, I'm glad to see that they have come back. They're also featured in the Shooter's Blood and Teeth game. Mm-hmm. I'm liking how much tie-in there's been. Mm. This this brings me joy. I saw a thing about um I think it's in the new Slaves to Darkness battle tone, but don't hold me to that, that there is reference to a Warhammer plus character in it. Yeah, they're they're becoming pretty big on integration, which is I like that's great. That. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. Like the idea that you can watch a piece of fiction on Warhammer Plus Later, see it mentioned in some written fiction. A few years later, there's a thing for it. Nah, it sounds yeah, like a plan. that's good. And I don't know if you guys saw the <clears throat> newest um, episode of Hammer and Boulder comes out today, and it actually deals with a Tyranid invasion. I watched it. How was it? I haven't watched it yet. I have very personal reason to find it <laughs> unsettling. <laughs> But it's good. It's it's uh yeah. it's it's fun to see. This is something I've personally wanted to see for a long time. Is what does it look like to not be a uh, an imperial guard or a super soldier or any of the 
big time big boys of the 40k millennium like what is it to be a human being and these these are some of my favorite pieces of fiction in the warhammer world is is those times when you look at that it's the same thing when we have what was one of the early ones with the book oh i love Mm, that one that's my favorite one i can't remember so good because it's, it's really just like this is how a normal human gets corrupted right it's not always on the battlefield having like being bested by a demon prince or something like sometimes it's like small things incrementally over time and i love that good i'm glad it, i'm glad it was a good episode um I mean, it's it's Hammer and Bolter, so it's the Hammer and Bolter style animation. Sure, like, sure. it's a little bit choppy. It's a little bit like very low frame rate, but like it's got its own peculiar art style. So you're don't go there expecting uh, like you don't you don't you don't go watch Dragon Ball Z expecting to see like Akira, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? No one yeah. knows what I mean. I know <laughs> what she mean. Uh, I love talking to nerds. <laughs> um, yeah, but so the Gothic Rockers this year's miniature games workshop was kind enough to send us each a miniature to to sort of preview. And Amy and Jeff, as they alluded to earlier, got a chance to paint theirs up. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun fig. Like it's super easy to assemble. It's got a lot of really fun uh, tongue-in-cheek details. Mm-hmm. And I think I've said it on another show uh, previously, but. I hope that soon we will see. I mean, we've already got a, a, a noise marine mm-hmm. guitar, guitarist. I hope that we're soon going to see a an Eldaron keyboard and a, <laughs> um, a Gene Stealer or Tyranid Warrior or something with four arms on drums, like a massive drum set. It's got to be a keytar for the Eldar, though. It can't be yeah. a keyboard. It's got to be a keytar. I, 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 it can be either, really, because I, I feel like We've got a lot of people holding things right now. Mm. Although the keytars. Mm. <sighs> Anyways, it's, it's fine. It's, it's ultra fine. futuristic. Like, yes. yes. <laughs> I listen. The whole like the punchline is something with many arms playing drums on a lot of drums. This mm-hmm. is what I want to yep. see. Yes. So yeah. Games Workshop, you can take this one for free. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, they also did a, a Christmas single for the, the Death Rockers. <laughs> I have so much to say. First of all, thank you, Games Workshop, for once again demonstrating and proving the people on Twitter right that the Grim Dark is bleak and absolutely has no room for humor, whimsy, oh, or yeah. creativity. <laughs> yeah. It's all about death. It's all about misery. And anybody who says the opposite just doesn't understand the hobby. And I'm glad that we have finally have the uh, the the Christmas song adaptation by a goth rock band to prove it. So good. It's so good. With, with a grot that dared to try and sing Jingle Bells. That little bastard. Like the moment <laughs> he shows up, you go, oh, he's he's screwed. Yeah. He's done. <laughs> Toast. Yeah. That that was great and a very nice. Uh, very nice holiday surprise from I expected the Groth to get crushed. I thought he was gonna eat him. But And um as as long as I'm making friends across social media <laughs> as we I'd like to point out and we'll probably talk a little bit about this because yeah. fun. There is a lyric that both Amy and I went mm, oh. when we said oh oh is they talk about old Bailey getting away. Now for mm-hmm. the uninitiated mm-hmm. 
Uh, Bailey is ye old Yarrick, which we will talk about extensively in this episode. I'll make it my business. <laughs> oh, I'm invested. I'm invested in Yarrick. Um, yeah, so uh, a great model. You can see a couple of ones that were painted. They only put up four. Um, but some people's paint jobs on them. And as you can see, you can just kind of go crazy with it, right? It's, a, it's an orc standing on a squig amp yelling into a stick bomb grenade mm-hmm. holding a guitar. So The thing about the stick bomb grenade, either it works through orc ingenuity as, a, as an actual microphone, or it will make noises otherwise. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll make noise eventually, one way or the yeah. other. Whatever happens, the crowd will go wild. That's right. <laughs> um, so very cool miniature, <clears throat> available for order now. Um, and along with the red gobble from last year we're getting some some nice orky orky christmas time miniatures which i like the one complaint is that it doesn't have a scenic base Mm. which is like fine but it is it is out of character for this genre of model they usually do i mean he has a tactical squig amp squig whatever But yeah, I I kind of expect more. I mean, I did add some like stage lights to mine because I felt like he needed it. Mm-hmm. That's it, like. We had I to... made mine out of wood. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Well, uh, yeah, I guess there's a bunch of different ways you can go with the like you guys just did two different things, right? Stage lights and wood, and both work very well, and are pretty oh, easy yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. I, I have plans. Like, I'm not done. Because like, the problem with a lot of these fa- show figs is that often it's like, oh, I'm going to paint it and I'm going to put it in a place and forget it ever existed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of my biggest complaints with this fig is that, I, I mean, last year the Red Gobo came with rules and right. that was cool. And this guy doesn't have any rules. But what he does have is incredible stage presence. And oh, yeah. I will have him atop my killer rig for my beast snagas replacing the war boy acting as a war boy through the magic of music and yelling <laughs> and i will uh, put some some uh, some speakers on that killer rig and that'll be it that'll, that'll be the thing i was gonna say if I, if I was playing if i had an orc army he would be on top of of some vehicle yeah the killer rig's perfect for it. yeah it's, it's so yeah. good i can also see like a going crazy and building out a battle wagon to like a stage sort of a, a yeah. Mad Max free road and putting them on that one too. But I, I it's, it's a matter of weeks before we see a few of those. Oh yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. But another, another lovely, lovely model. Um, excited to get around to it and paint it up. And the, so the biggest release we have of course is the Codex Astra Militarum. So this is, yay. <laughs> said, some half excited people. Um, this is only currently available in the Cadia Stands box set, which is mm-hmm. will be out this weekend. Um, and they will not be, or there will be a slight delay before it's available separately. So, as I understand it, for the tournaments out there, it is not actually legal yet, based on your TO's discretion, of course. But so we're going to take a look at the codex, and we're going to start kind of with what's new, right? So. Um, we do, of course, have a few new characters. As you've seen, we have Lord Solar Leontis, um, astride his huge horse. Um, he's now sort of the, the face of the Imperial Guard. Mm-hmm. And we also have 
Ursula Creed taking oh. over for so Usakar Creed. They previewed her like a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, a while ago. A while ago. Um, and I fell in love with her, and I was psyched to be reminded of her existence. Yeah, <laughs> I was really, like, oh yeah. I dig. I like that model, and it yep. also shows, you know, continuity in the universe. Right, her father's gone, but she's here now. Yep. The troops. It's a very, very nice model. You may have, like Amy said, forgotten about it because we saw it quite a while ago. And the, the best feature is that she's wearing her father's long coat, yep. and mm-hmm. it has the holes from where he was wounded in the back. Yeah, it's great. Very, of course, very you don't careful. see in the codex because, meh. you know, front shots only. Um, but very characterful model for her. Uh, we did get an entry for Death Corps Krieg because they were part of the, the very first kill team, team box. Um, a very disappointing entry, in my opinion. But we'll talk about our general disappointment with the Codex later. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and anybody that's like, oh, these guys are just like, they're Games Workshop sims. Oh, buckle up. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> um, fast forward about two more minutes after I get through all the new stuff. Which, as you you see on the previews, right, the the field artillery, the Rogel Dorn battle tank, which is, um, and the Rough Riders, the last two being the things that I would, you know, are most interested in from this codex, the Rough Riders yeah. and the the new tank, because tanks are, tanks are great. Um, but what's gone? Oh boy. Well, let's talk about character, not characters. Oh. Character, um, no. Uh, as alluded to prior. Commissar Yarrick is not present in the Codex. Now, <laughs> a lot of people are very salty about that very one. Very upset. Very upset. Very sad. Um, I, I'm like I scrolled through a few profiles and they did not mourn as much when their parents died <laughs> as they did <laughs> when uh, when the dimension that Commissar Yarrick would not be in this Codex. Like he is dead. It's. Um, <sighs> I say, hey, anybody else want to talk before I go off? I mean, so, I, you know, he's he's been a long-standing character, right? He first appeared in an old epic battle report between Jervis Johnson and Andy Chambers. Uh, they just, they made an orc army and a Imperial Guard army, and he just happened to be the character. That was the name they gave the character. That's actually where uh, Gaskell came from, too. So he's been around for a long time. Um, and I remember reading that first battle report ages ago. Um, but, I mean... Even then, he was talked about as being old, so, you know. Yeah, they call they call him the old man. Yeah. Uh, and, but, and, and, I mean, just like with anything, right? Just because he's not in this book doesn't mean he's gone. Well, here's the thing. Like, this is, of all the things that I am, like, I'm not an Imperial Guard player. I've mentioned in the past in other mediums, like, so it's hard for me to find a lot to get excited about the Imperial, the Astro Militarum book. The one thing that offends me probably the least and actually makes me look forward to the future most is the absence of Yarrick because mm-hmm. Games Workshop loves Yarrick. They adore that character. Well, that, and, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's what I mean. He's been around forever and he was created by those two, like those guys when they did their battle reports. So they love him. It's- He's been around forever. Um, he's been in bits and pieces of the lore or featured in the lore here and there. Um, he's had several figs so far. He was the topic of legend in one of the very first uh, uh, Hammer and Bolter animations. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Commissar Yarrick is one of Games Workshop's favorite characters. The idea that they would unceremoniously get rid of him is irreconcilable yeah. with the idea that Games Workshop is greedy and wants money. <laughs> if they're <laughs> greedy and want money, they'll revisit Yarrick. And here's the thing. This, the setting did move into, into the future. Like, we saw mm-hmm. it. Like, we know Gasgol isn't the same. Like, he looks very different. He's yeah. changed. Time has moved forward for him. So they need to move time forward for Yarrick. They need to do something with an old man and bring him 100, to 100 years into the future in a way that's interesting. So they're probably just not just going to reprint him into the book as is with a yeah. freaking resin fig. Yarrick deserves more. He Just like Gazel got a massive upgrade with his latest fig, I could see, again, a campaign book, right? We've got a huge campaign coming out soon mm-hmm. where he gets a, uh, another impressive figure. I I think it's going to be that, and I'm hoping it's going to be even more than that. Because, mm. correct me if I'm wrong, like the Steel Legion doesn't appear in uh, in the new Codex. They do not, um, which we'll talk about in uh, what's missing. Or exactly. So the steel, me- this, the entire Steel Legion is missing. Um, we're due for a fourth war on, Am- on Armageddon or some kind of conflict between the Orcs and the Imperial Guard that is worth mentioning. Gazgul needs something to beat the hell out, out of. And um, someone on Twitter mentioned a very interesting solution. They do inter people into Dreadnoughts once in a while. (laughs) And Yarrick the Dreadnought isn't like... Because that's the thing. I don't want him to do just that. And they probably won't. But wouldn't it be interesting? (laughs) And what if he's still leading the Steel Legion? And the Steel Legion isn't in this codex because they're going to get their own thing with Yarrick in a campaign and all that. Because... Yarrick decided that, oh, Gaskell is still alive. Orcs are still a problem. I am taking my gang with me, and we're going to go hunt some orcs. And then you've got a faction that is human orc hunters or something. There's so many cool places to go with the fact that Yarrick isn't in the Codex. Knowing what Yarrick's background in history is as both a fig, a set of rules, and a character in the lore... That is more interesting than when Games Workshop killed Yarrick. Yeah. I am baffled how people are capable of seeing holes in the setting and not viewing it as potential for fun. Yeah. And filling it with tears instead. Now, that being said, let's complain about the codex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, in, in my mind, as long as Gasgol's in the, in the Orc Codex... Yarrick's going to be in some Imperial Guard list somewhere. Right? He is going to resurface. I don't think he's going to resurface in the current campaign. I don't think the current campaign is a Yarrick place. No, no, it doesn't, doesn't sound like it. Although, I mean, don't forget that uh, the first war for Armageddon did involve Angron. So maybe he's coming back. To that's true. That's true. Oh, man. And there's... You know what? I take it back. There is a maybe. I don't know how long this campaign is going to last, but... There are hints that perhaps Armageddon is coming, but mm. that was the part about the golf rocker because they did also put out a uh, they put out a tour poster 
Yeah. And there are three shows on Armageddon. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. I love that. It's very good. There are no – he canceled the one for Cadia, though. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. That was great. Yeah. You need a stage. Yeah. And you need a planet to put that stage on. Rip. <laughs> so – so yeah, other things that are missing that aren't Yarek. Like we we could go on. Like there were let's... there were quite a few. There were you know four I think four characters that came out total. I mean Usakar Creed was replaced by Ursula Creed. Yeah. has yeah. gone, and then um, there were a couple of other characters that were out of there too. But um, fairly new characters. Uh, I, I mean, think they have Sly Marbo. They have yeah. like yeah, they have Gon's Ghost. There are still it's... plenty of characters in here. Exactly. And it, it is clear that the, the reason for what's there and what's not is Games Workshop has become less interested in having resin figs yeah. mm-hmm. in their codexes. So, and again, like, it's not because they're gone that they're not going to come back in some form. Because they still need to make new figs to yeah. sell to people. And I mean, Important. right, they're, they're really... If we don't make a model for it, it's not going to be in a book. Right. Right. Which, that, so if you're not Deathcore, Catachan, or Cadian, you're an infantry squad now. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, there are plenty of, who is it, Victoria miniatures who produce some mm-hmm. um, Imperial Guard looking kits. And there's, you know, you might have your old Warrior Iron Guard, your old Valhalla Ice Warriors. Um, my hope for the Codex, which we talked about before, is that we would see some kits to make those models and have them, they have them own rules, their own rules, which they still might get, you know, at some point, but they're not in here. No, and so far we've seen two of, two units of Imperial Guard make their way into Kill Team and then yeah. back into the Codex. Uh, Kill Team, we've mentioned it before, we'll say it again, is a great place to introduce new units. Yeah. Because it's like you need we need new plastic kits for these guys anyways. I'm it's almost a shock we haven't seen some aspect warriors in kill team yet. It feels like a massive oversight. But yeah, if at some point like they do, oh, here's kill team on ice, well kill team on ice might have some Valhalans <laughs> oh. or whatever they're called. I, I feel like aspect warriors are coming in a kill team box set. Like they'll get there. Yeah. Now, um, before you go on, I will talk about one thing that's missing from this book that had me very angry, mm. livid, even. Mm-hmm. Um, you had plans. I had plans. Like I was. Listen, I, me, JF, was <laughs> anticipating the Astro Militarum Codex for one reason above all, is I wanted to use. The many <laughs> Navy breacher kits I had accumulated over the last few yes, months. Yes, very, very surprising that they're not in there. And they're not in there. Now, I get it. They're Imperial Navy, not Imperial Guard. Whatever. There's some. There's there's the uh, the Scions or whatever the frick they're called, like those elite dudes. Tempest they have their own. Yeah, yeah they have they're the Tempest Scions. They have their own listings. Technically, a Valkyrie isn't in Astra Militarum. It's on loan from the Imperial Navy. So why? where are my breachers? No breachers. No Navy breachers. I am absolutely pissed. Games Workshop, why? Unless unless you're giving me an Imperial Navy supplement and or codex coming in the future, 
ah. And it's not like the FAQ they have on the website is really fun or impressive. You're still extremely limited on what you can feel them with. And this now, of course, brings into question every time I see something cool in Kill Team, is it going to be available yeah. to use info? No, no, never. There's never going to be a unit from Kill Team that's going to wind up in <laughs> no the more. No longer. <laughs> no longer. That is like... Uh, Kill Team is dead. Sources say... <laughs> it's official. I've heard it the from beginning sources. Beginning of the end. Yeah, that's that's it. Like it's over. It's, there's no more. I'm so angry. <laughs> I, I I am legitimately pissed. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take all my stuff in the backyard and burn it like a moron. But um, I remember those I, I'm, like I don't understand that decision. I yeah. hope that soon Games Workshop will explain it by giving me what I want. Well, in in what also is for me was surprising is. The, the Deathcore Krieg box set, or I should say unit, is now, it has the options that are available in Kill Team. That's it, right? So no no Deathcore Krieg heavy weapons um, specific right. to them, right? You can take a heavy weapon squad and put Deathcore Krieg models on the bases, but um, and it, actually across the board infantry squads, which used to be able to take any heavy weapon they wanted, now they just get a heavy bolt. That's it. Huh. Which I thought was interesting as well. That, because um, you know, you used to see people they'd mix it up, las cannons, mortars, whatever the case may be, in their infantry squads. And now, nope. If you want a heavy weapon, you get a heavy bolter, and that's only infantry squad, right? Cadian shock troops don't have it. A heavy weapon, and neither do Death Corps Creek. That's part of their squad. Huh. I mean. That is sad for people who pay attention to rules more than I do. Well, I think it's because just it's the way people may have built their army in the past, right? Yeah, no, I, I mean I have a similar problem with them recalibrating um, the amount of special and heavy weapons or whatever they are. Like the the, the number, I think there's special mm-hmm. weapons that you can get in a uh, in in a squad of Skateri Vanguard or Skateri Rangers. Like I had gone out of my way to max out the three uh, plasma culverins and now I can only have one per squads of ten and now my my squads are unplayable. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting um, how they've sort of laid out the, the snap. And not only that, but I mean they're really trying to be like, okay, if this, this is what comes in the box, this is what you can take. Right? Which makes sense from from you know, some points of view, but also limits the. Yeah, I get the like. Because there were definitely people that would buy extra boxes just for those bits, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not a great, that's not a great model. And, and then, you know, if something was really good, you could get bits out there in the world, but they were very expensive. Right. So, um, and they, in Games Workshop, you know, we used to be able to buy bits, but. That was really the metal stuff. So now that everything's plastic or resin, they don't do dope bits anymore. So um, it makes sense, but I think takes yeah. out a little bit of the tweaking you can do with your army, your custom, or you know, making it the way you want it to be. Um, what I thought was interesting too is in this book. So what we've been seeing, you know, in several of the past codices, is ways to make characters. We'll call them upgrade characters, right? Like so, you get your your master of of master librarian or whatever right that doesn't sure. exist in this book for characters 
They have it for tank aces, right? So you can give your tanks special abilities, but they had tank aces before. Um, it is expanded a little bit, like you can give it to super heavies, and, and there's like six. But there isn't, there's no, um, and they do have the regimental attachments like Master of the Ordinance, but you can't make, you can't take a, a command squad and make the guy, you know, the, the, the lieutenant in there, you can't upgrade him to like a higher rank as you could do in previous codices, which is interesting that that's gone. Yeah, it's all in all to me, the codex feels a little bit like they've made Imperial Guard easier for entry level players. Now, I'm not saying like for the noobs or like I'm not I'm not framing it as people getting into the game being inferior like some some veterans tend to do. But I mean, there's a lot. Hard, yeah, it, there was a lot under that umbrella. There was exactly yeah. like it's Imperial Guard. Even from my point of view, like as as a veteran of the game, I've been playing this for a quarter century. I think I qualify. Uh, Imperial Guard was one of those things like, all right, if I want to play Imperial Guard, obviously I need to get some of the basic stuff and then I need to start shopping for bits. Yeah. To play this. Like, and I've done Imperial Guard for Adepticon once. And that, that was one of the first concerns. Like, all right, well, we're going to do our normal conversions, but we also need to do the prerequisite making a list that work conversions for Imperial Guards because that's how the guard work. Right. And because Imperial Guard are one of these armies that do see a lot of fiction, God's Ghost is like probably one of the most popular series that Black Library has. It's probably been a problem for Games Workshop to look at this thing. It's like, all right, well, either we do a lot of really weird corner case things in plastic or we start trimming down on how these rules work. And I'm not sure which one is a good decision because, again, I'm not a I'm not a, a, an Imperial Guard player, but I have a feeling a lot of Imperial Guard players are going to be angry. Like once they get over the Yarrick thing, like they're going to realize what the real problem is. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, Imperial Guard has been, you know, always been one of the more daunting armies too, right? Because you look at the pictures and there's tons of just infantry, and the squads they're not expensive, right? Even now, like just an infantry squad is seventy five points. You know, there's not a lot of, uh, not taking up a lot of space in your army unless you start getting into the big, big tanks and stuff. Because even a base Lehman Russ is only 150 points. Yep. So, so it was definitely a, you know, more daunting army to, to collect. And, um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, once again, like you said, once, once the Yarrick outcry settles down, what people land on here on the codex overall, um, we also, you know, as with every codex now, we do get crusade rules, um, which, as always, are fantastic. Um, I I have a complaint about the crusade ooh, go ahead. rules. This is this is how angry I am at this codex. <laughs> we have gone how many codexes? Like I have a, an absolute. I have a two feet long pile of codex uh, on a bookshelf behind me right now, and all of them have the crusade rules roughly in the same place in the book but no the imperial guards decided to be different and they put them in a completely different place at the end of the codex and i don't know <laughs> why and there's no reason why it's there and it's it's such a minor thing like this is nitpicky as hell but 
Oh, it makes me angry. I guess we'll, we'll have to see with the uh, World Eaters Codex if, if they've moved them to the end now instead of sort of because it, it feels like it's a more nat- natural flow now, right? Because you have all your match play rules and you go right into the army list and at the end there's, oh, here's the Crusade. Mm. Um, but again, you know, the Crusade rules overall, um, taking a look at them, you know, just similar as everything, lots of customization. You can, you know, name everything and... Um, you're looking for they here they're they're having they're going on a tour of duty right so you need to fight a certain number of battles which is two d three plus two and then you need to get a certain number of victories for you which is d three plus two um, but again you can upgrade your guys right your individual squads as you go through and get some more unique um, abilities and with your requisition points so um, even though it's not my favorite codex it still makes me want to play crusade i mean the crusade rules look fine and it's it's almost a point where we're blasé with how crusade rules are always at least fine yeah yeah um <clears throat> and then the so the new the overall rule for your imperial guard army now is uh unless you give them something else um, which this is also interesting too. We'll talk about in a second, but it's it's born soldiers. So uh, basically, you get to use your your officer's leadership if you're within six of them. And uh, every time a model makes a ranged attack, if they have that doctrine on an unmodified roll of six to hit, they automatically wound the target, which is um, pretty good for your little las guns. It's it's massive for the amount of shots of last gun shots you can get in the Imperial Guard army. Like you said it earlier, um, these infantry squads are not expensive. You can have a lot of tiny last guns that auto wound on six. Yeah, it's there's it's going to be very interesting to see. Um, much like the internet broke the Votan Codex, will they be able to break the Guard Codex? <laughs> Um, we'll, we'll see. Like, I am. There's an argument to be made that the uh, the internet had nothing to do with breaking the, the yeah no codex. Um, Games Workshop knew uh, knew in advance what was coming. I mean, you don't get James Workshop out of uh, on the phone the, that, that easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty scheduled phone call. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so the other thing man. that's interesting about this codex is, as we've seen with even just leagues of Votan, right? Is you have all the different sub-factions that you can choose from? There are no sub-factions in this codex. None. It is weird. You have your detachment abilities, and then like Cadian Truck Troopers and Cadian Command Squad have the keyword Cadian, which lets them do some different strategies and some different stuff, but you're not picking an overall regiment for your iron represent, which is kind of what they talked about in the preview, right? You can mix, mix the different units in your regiment. Um, yeah. So everybody it's, gets this one is this one is less like you can mix like the demon codex was and more like yeah you 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 gotta you want to right you want you want these guys that do this and these guys that do this right based on the different um regimental doctrines is what they call them in here that you can have so um some neat ones like mechanized imagery you can get out after your transport moves instead of having to do it before. Um, and you get, um, like, expert bombardiers, so your artillery gets a little better. Right, so lots of... lets you customize your army, and it's, it'll be interesting to see now 
how this shakes out where you can give different doctrines to different units in the same mm. army. And, and beyond the doctrines, like every one of these different regiment choices, like the Catacan Jungle Fire, Death Corps Def of Krieg, the uh, the Cadian Shock Troop, all of them have their own little special rule. And yeah. some of them are not to be – they're not to be overlooked and underestimated. Like the Cadians on a six to hit score an additional hit. Yeah. And if that and six to hit – if yeah, yeah, and if that first six to hit auto wounds and then you get another hit, it's – it's a lot of things like that. Like you can, and again, like you're, you maybe decide that you're just packing a ton of these guys in an army. Yeah. And, um, death core Krieg, a one to two automatically fails on a wound roll, which is neat, especially for Imperial guard out there. Hefty tuckers of three. There's going to be a lot yeah. of twos to wound out there. That just won't matter anymore. Yeah. So it's – this is why I feel like I wish I was more of an Imperial Guard veteran and, and more of an Imperial Guard player because I feel that there is meat in there. There, there, there is some – not meat, but there, there is some marbled fat into that meat that I'm not tasting properly yeah. because I don't have that experience. Like I'm, I'm looking at this from a mostly aesthetic, mostly I want to make weird, dumb list point of view. Yeah. And I'm not finding the handhold I usually find on, on other, in other armies. Um, so, but maybe, maybe a veteran uh, Imperial guard player is just like going, Oh no, no, there's plenty of cool things I can do with this. Like this is going to be fine. And I, I wouldn't know. Like obviously, in the first few weeks, those are not the people we're going to hear. Right. But right. Maybe with time, like we'll 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 get a better impression of what this codex has to bring. Speaking of which, didn't you mention Matt that you maybe had some ideas of funky fun lists that you might want to try for this codex? Yeah. So, um, you know, looking through the codex and and kind of going off what I expected, you know, I, I like I said, I thought we were going to see some more Death Corps Krieg stuff. So. For me, what I thought I would use for a Death Corps Krieg army um, is just tons of troops, right? So um, it's, of course, for me, it would require quite a bit of, of converting, but it would be two command squads, all right, all decked out with standards and everything, six infantry, full infantry squads, and then 30 Rough Riders. So three oh. squads of 10, which would be the, of course, the Death Corps Krieg Death Riders. Um but those don't look like they'd be too complex to no, not at all. Convert, so I no, mean, head swaps would mostly do it. And then, um, yeah, because they're they're pretty much fully armored. They have leather gloves on and everything. So, and they actually kind of have the um, it would just, the like horse, said, just be a head swap. And the horses already have um, a lot of stuff on their, their little faces. Yeah, covering it up. Yeah, um, a couple of the the new field artillery batteries, right? Because in the classic death Corps tree. They had a lot of artillery. Um, and then just, uh, you know, three or four tanks points, depending left to, uh, to round it out. Um, hellhound maybe, but you know, that's, if I was going to build an army in this codex, that's sort of what I would, I would build, um, and do a lot of the conversion. Cause I think the rough riders are a really neat unit. I'm glad to see their back. And, like you said, wouldn't be too hard to convert. Yeah, and because that's the thing, like for all the negatives, 
the new models they have are mwah, they're, mm-hmm. they're yeah, so they're good. And then, of course, there's just the all-tank army, right, which is just a bunch of tanks. That is what I will shockingly be likely doing yeah. because I have a dumb idea. Ooh, I, I want to make a tank girl army. And like before it. someone loses uh, their cool thing, girls, like, I mean, Tang Girl, the comic book. Mm-hmm. So basically, I have some Escher models just la- lingering around doing nothing. So I'm thinking, get some tanks, put a bunch of graffiti all over them, get some punk chicks to drive them around, and just uh, decorate them like a TGI Friday's banner. Uh, <laughs> chachis and, and bling and uh, whatever else they call it. Pieces of flair. Yeah, pieces of flair. And just make every tank like this individual characterful thing uh, all of its own. Like I'll have seven tanks. They're all going to be super dumb. I have so many stupid figs and really crazy bits lying around anyways. So, like, I can have one tank that's, oh, that one's driven by the drunk chick and just have bottles everywhere and all that. I can can have one driven by the chick that has a bunch of animals and just grab all the leftover animals from whatever Games Workshop kit I got. I mean, I've got a Frost Saber that's lying around I'm not doing anything with. Like, I I can theme every tank to something stupid. Get the driver to be out yelling with yeah. a, an Escher head with the punk colorful hair, and it's just gonna look fantastic on the table and probably gotten, lose all my game. There have is we a, any Ash Wastes uh, Escher heads yet? I don't we think have, they're right? out yet, but they, no. they did. Preview. We, they did preview. Yeah. The problem those with those great. is they're great, but they have um, breathing masks on, and I want I want my yelling. tank commanders to be yelling. <laughs> yelling That's yeah. fair. Because I'm gonna be yelling. You are. You usually are. Well, I, I gotta admit, I like your your idea way better than my idea. Uh, well, def defcore is cool. Like your idea versus my idea on the table would be great because it's gray versus all the colors. <laughs> um, but yeah, that would be a really cool army, especially now with all the different tank aces upgrades. Right, you can put a commissar in a tank now. Right, you can do all kinds of stuff. So. Um, That'd be very cool. If there's see. not one pointing a sword, don't even show up. Oh, please. There always <laughs> has to be one pointing a sword. At least one. Drive me closer. <laughs> I want to hit it with my sword. And there's, um, what was that unit called? Schaefer's Last Chancers. Mm-hmm. They had the, there's a girl that has like a, a cap on with goggles on it. In that unit too, that you could cut oh, in yeah. half and, and stick in a couple of somewhere. But very cool. I like that idea. And and I can do it slowly. Like I can do yeah, one sure. tank at a time, and I may start with a Rogel Dorn. Gotta. <laughs> and it might be the one with the menagerie. I don't know yet. Um, <laughs> that is, a, I do like that. That's a really cool tank, the Rogel Dorn tank, and I'm I'm glad to see that they get a another tank. Um, hey, speaking of cool tanks that no one's getting. Mm-hmm. Um, Necromunda has a new tank, and it's one of the coolest tanks, except it's also not. It's also one uh, of the worst. I saw that, and, and again, as usual with these kits, me thought, oh, well, there's another Gene Stiller cult or orc model. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, except here's the problem. So the 
It's the Kronos Pattern Iron Crawler, and it looks rad. It looks so, so cool. Rad. It looks exactly yeah. like what you'd expect a, uh, a an Adeptus Mechanicus transport to look if it wasn't a hovercraft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you don't want it to be a hovercraft, but too bad. <laughs> it looks super cool, but it's technically from Necromunda. Of course, that doesn't matter because you can convert it to whatever you want. Except... <laughs> It's a forge wool kit oh, with, no. that is half resin, half plastic. Oh, no. So in your face, yeah. suck it up, shut up, and enjoy. It also looks massive. Like it looks like it's about the size of a royal goldorn. So it's I. In hindsight, like once you kind of get an idea of the skull, looking at the little guy on the turret, you can go, oh, maybe it's a bit big to replace my Lamanrus. This this streams base run orc battle wagon to me. Mm-hmm. It yes, absolutely. But it is it's a gorgeous kit. It looks oh, so fantastic. perfect for like the rugged ash wastes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm just picturing it with, with claws and, and wrecking balls and stuff like that. Um yeah. but yes, it's it, it fits in aesthetically very well with the ash wastes. Um it's interesting that we're seeing more generic vehicles. Because mm. we still haven't seen a lot of the what was promised to us, which was gang specific vehicles. We'll get there. Yeah, I'm sure. I, yeah, I'm I'm waiting for what they're gonna do for Delac because mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that is a weird little gang gang to have vehicles <laughs> for. Yeah, I'm just interested to see them all, and of course, what can I possibly make them into? Yes. But um. So, you know, I think as you can tell, overall the guard codex didn't didn't quite excite us as much as some of the other codices we've seen recently. I think that's probably in, in part because you know none of us have really been guard players in the past, right? I'm sure all you guard players out there are very excited to get your updated codex. But this one is uh, I'm going to give it a not for me. Yeah, I... certainly not talking me into anything. I managed to talk myself into it. You did. Yes. But it's not, not, I would, your army sounds amazing once it's all converted, but it's not, even just look at the Votan Codex, you know, we're kind of like, oh, we could do this or this or this or this, but now we're kind of like at, well, if I'm going to do something, this is it. It's going to be that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm only doing it because I can do graffiti on a bunch of tanks, to be fair. Yeah. Oh, which is gonna look great and be tons of fun to do. But I'm I'm like I'm all for revisiting this topic mm-hmm. once we feel like we know better. Oh yeah, for sure. Or you um, know what? Like if if you're if you're not a uh, if you're not a yelling mad at Games Workshop Imperial Guard player and you want to come on the show or send us an email to let us know what we miss, what is cool about this codex that we don't get because we're dumb, please get in <laughs> touch with us. Like go go to Facebook, find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, and let us know like what about the this codex is actually fun that we're um, that that we lack the uh, the wherewithal to figure out. Yeah, please send us a Facebook message message it out and let us know yeah my tank list is really stupid <laughs> but tank lists are fun yeah is... i just i just really fell in love with vortex missiles <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> it's not all gonna be vortex missiles but but mostly 
They're there. All right. So that was the Astro Militarum. Um, we, of course, have World Eaters coming soon. We have a preview this weekend, right? At yeah. The uh, <gasps> U.S. Open Grand Narrative Finale. And they're going to be doing a preview with 40K, Age of Sigmar, under Gnarlwood, uh, and Necromunda. So. Something about mushrooms, I think. Mm. I'm going to guess for Nollywood. Mm. <laughs> I mean, if they want to give us mushrooms for 40k, that's just orcs to me, so. Yeah, at least more little gobble kits for, for Gnarlwood. I like those. Um, if you uh, if you want an early impression of our thoughts on that subject, Amy and I are going to do our darndest have a little video on Warhammer Workshop where we go through uh, th- th- that preview in our, our first impressions. Nice. I'm hoping we'll see some of the new units for World Leaders that they kind of promised. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've got theories about what they're going to be talking about. but And for Age of Sigmar, I'd love to see some updated Goblin stuff. I mean, I just look, want I did want... I just mentioned mushrooms. I want new spiders. I've got, I have a plan. I've had a plan for like five years, but I don't want to make the old spiders look good and then have them Mm. be like, look, new spiders that are amazing. Yeah. That's how you summon the new models by converting the old ones. That's right. I know. I know. That's that's how we got new jet bikes because I made a fully converted jet bike army that didn't look like ass. (laughs) 30 jet bikes I converted. I sculpted things that I cast, Games Workshop. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I think I mentioned it before, but in a recent auction we had at my local game store, I won a, a goblin army for Age of Sigmar, and that's all I was missing. Was They had one one big spider, but not a little spider, so was, I'm hoping we'll see spider stuff, because spiders are... The spider riders are great. Mm-hmm. Just don't make them look like um, bad American Indian stereotypes. Yeah, no, not that. All right. Do you guys have anything else for the people out there this week? I think I'm good. Yeah, I'm I'm spent. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I spent all my CPs yelling about Imperial Guards. <laughs> all right, guys, please head over to our Facebook page. Let us know what we missed in the Astroville Charm Codex that excites you. Let us know what you're working on. And if you're going to be heading to AdeptCon or Everwinter, let us know. Otherwise, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening to 40K Radio, part of the Free Buddhas Network. You can contact us via email at hosts at 40kradio.com or on the Free Buddhas Forum. Please check out the other podcasts on the Free Buddhas Network. Until next time, remember that in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war and cookies.